about now. Right. I think now it is. I'm ready. All right, I'm ready too. All right, we gotta we gotta synchronize. We're live. We're live. We're doing it. We're doing the thing. We're making what every white guy in his upper 20s is doing. Cheers. Podcasts. Podcasts. Here Easy. we are. So I had an idea for an intro. Okay. But the more I thought about it, the more I didn't like it. All right. What was it? The, well, I wanted to... I, I thought about like explaining it a bunch and like talking about, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And then I hated it the more I thought about it. Because everyone does that. Yeah. I figure we just start talking. I think that's good. We probably should introduce ourselves, though. Yeah. At least do that much. All right. You go first. I'll go first. My name is Justin Smith, and I teach band at Downers Grove North High School. And I am Aaron Kennedy, and I teach band at Downers Grove South High School. We teach band. We teach band. And so this is the... We're past the midpoint of the summer. We're at we're in the end of summertime. Yeah, this is like pretty much at least for me, it's the end end of summer. It's yeah, it's the time to start getting back into the grind that many of us all know and love. That is band camp. Yeah, how many? Well, we've got I'm looking at my calendar. We've got ten days until we do like our leadership week, mm-hmm. where we bring in the leadership team and do like band camp prep and. We do some leadership training and, and yeah. stuff like that. So that's starting for us on the 24th. When do you guys start your rehearsals? We start uh, on the 31st. So you guys will go a little bit ahead of us. But we start on the 31st, and we'll start our 1 to 9s, um, and then just start getting ready. We got, we got two full weeks of band camp. So we got that week and then the week after, and we'll do you know the stereotypical parent performance at the yeah. end. But you do 1 to 9? Yeah, we do 1 to 9. So I, I don't like doing the full eight to eight days just because like by the time you get to that third block after dinner, like, yeah. like everybody's not not just the kids, just like everybody is so spent mm-hmm. by that time. It's just it's rough. And I, I like to at least give the kids the option to sleep. Yeah. Like during those days, because, yeah, yeah. you know, they're sleeping in until like 10 a.m. on oh, those yeah. days. We do the eight to eight, um, but we also give them probably longer for lunch than and dinner. So we give them an hour and a half for lunch. Okay. And then they get two hours for dinner. Okay. So they have they have a little bit more time to not be doing anything. But we only do it for a week. The the our second week, which we normally don't have, but the second week is usually just a couple rehearsals here and there. And then it's the um the showcase performance. But the way the calendar is this year, because everything got like moved back because of the the leap year we have an extra week and because our we start like a week later right. this year so we've got that extra week so i just scheduled evening rehearsals just 6 to 8 30 like monday through thursday that next week yeah so normally we just have that one week but we've got some extra time built in the calendar so that's why we usually that's why we do it though all day because we yeah. only do it for a week yeah see we do the two weeks so it does by you get to wednesday of that second week and you really start to feel the grind yeah. Um, but I, I just uh, like at least having the mornings to like get ready for the day and get everything prepped. Now, mm-hmm. what do your kids do in the two hour break? 
Do they? A lot of them go home. Do they stay at school? Yeah. Like, what's going on there? Yeah, most of them will go home, and we we tell them to at least not be on campus. Um, that's like also a break for the staff too. Of like, okay, we've been looking at you since eight a.m. It's four thirty. Like, everyone needs to not be here like mm-hmm. go somewhere else so some kids will like go to a friend's house and they'll just hang out there and eat there um most kids will go home at some point it, the they just can't be on campus like we do explicitly tell them like you can't be on campus for mm-hmm. lunch we always make sure that there's someone on campus for lunch so that if someone wanted to a lot of kids will bring the lunch so if they wanted to eat outside the band room or somewhere like that like there's an adult present but for the dinner break we tell them like no one's here to watch you so go go somewhere else so a lot of them will go home um they also our evening block every evening block of band camp is also the is like a spirit night thing Mm -hmm. and so a lot of them will like go get ready for their spirit night (laughs) in some way shape or form of like in some way like that so that extra so that extra time is helpful for them too but not on campus get out get out of my face I think that that's a good way to go. Like, you, you have to get out of here. See, we only do the one-hour breaks in between. Um, and it's this thing of, since we do the two weeks of this now, we only do it in the second week where the parents will provide dinner. So, like, we provide dinner for the kids. Um, well, that's good. And, you know, so they, they at least have the option to, you know, kind of have something to look forward to in those days. Yeah. It also is, it's a double-edged sword because then a lot of the times, you know, they're getting, like, pizza or we got pasta or something. So you get in that and then they're like, oh, I'm really not feeling well. So this year I'm definitely pushing for a little bit more healthier options so the kids aren't, you know going for the barf bag on the yeah. <laughs> side we line. we have the we struggle with the same thing our the first lunch so day one the morning block is only the newcomers with the leaders um just to kind of like get them going a little yeah. bit um try to teach them a little bit of drill you know play through a little bit of stuff just to just so they're not totally shocked once everyone else gets here and we really start going yeah so the the lunch in between the morning and afternoon block is always sponsored by uh, our boosters and it, it was the same thing of like then when they asked me like what what should we you know what should we plan what kind of food are we trying to prep and i'm like well ideally nothing super greasy nothing super heavy like they're about to be really active once we get yeah. done with this and uh unfortunately pizza's cheap so like <laughs> so so they can't go wrong with pizza they they did pizza i think they also did hot dogs um yeah. just to try to mix it up a little bit um but yeah that's like every year i'm like try to try to have some healthy snack options yeah. like try not to just be like heavy greasy food um you better just have a bunch of tums ready on the side <laughs> yeah and the and the the big uh, garbage bins for all the kids are going to throw up. <laughs> I don't think anyone's actually ever thrown up at one of my band camps before, but they've definitely needed to sit down for a minute. I think I've had just about everything under the sun. Oh, no. Not specifically, like, uh, here at Downers, but I've witnessed just about everything. I've seen, you know, the typical, like, a kid passing out, which mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. we deal with there. Yep. I've had the puker. I've had you just name you name it. I, I have I've seen it, but there's always that also that one kid who wears like all black. Oh my god! Just to, and he's like, I'm gonna just this is out of spite. I'm gonna prove to you that I can. We, I have a, a like a 
like a band camp survival guide thing that mm. I always send out like a week before. And I send it to all the parents too to make sure that like they know that there's their their student gonna be outside yeah all day yeah moving around in the sun and still inevitably the kid that rolls up in like a black zip up hoodie and jeans and jeans and like converse and you're like yeah you're gonna hate life in about 20 minutes yeah and that's <laughs> and we have a long day yeah it's like who who sent you here today like what what happened what, what happened? is always funny to me is that is the last kid to complain though You'll always get, like, the other kid who, like, came, like, super prepared and they're mm-hmm. ready. And they're like, I have to sit out. And it's been two minutes. Meanwhile, this kid is baking yeah. and dehydrating themselves. And he's just like, I can do it. I, <laughs> we, that was not my experience last year. <laughs> the, like, nope. the jeans kid was the first one out, first every, one out every, time. every time. It's like, man, come on. Like, yeah. Look around you. Look at everybody else right now. We're, yeah, we're, like we're we're fine. You're like clearly that I also, oh, man, I also did that like in college once. I didn't do like jeans and a hoodie. Like I wore like khaki shorts to mm-hmm. like tech one time. Yeah, because I was like trying to be like I'm gonna try to yeah you know be professional and all this stuff. I show up and like everybody is in like athletic shorts and like even like the, all of the staff. But like me as a college kid was like oh I want to look nice right. For, yeah, that was that was not fun. That that does that's it's in it. I I'm thankful that that's not something that we have to think about mm-hmm. as like the male directors because it's really easy to just throw on like any generic basketball shorts or athletic yeah. shorts and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But um, for any female staff members, like that's always I learned. I, I've gotten a lot more insight into this as we've hired more women at North on our staff. Um, and just like hearing them talk about the different like, yeah. stuff, like oh well, I liked this. I like to wear this. This is super. Like this is great. Like this looks this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these are so many things that I've never had to think about. Mm. And it it definitely enlightened me a bit. I learned in the last couple of years, especially, I've learned a lot more about attire, especially right. when it comes to like the professional attire. Because like how many. How many bands across the world, like their staff attire is like the khaki pants and polo shirt, oh, right? Like oh, that's that like was that was standard. a big uh, hot topic for debate in District ninety nine recently. So if you want to go into about the <laughs> I I'm ready July parade, I'm ready for it because I well I've been hearing this since last year because my student teacher last year, um, you know she first football game she's like hey what like what's what do we wear I'm like khaki pants and we had our staff polo. Like, I, I got your staff polo. Just all I got to do is get khaki pants. She like freaked out. She panicked, and I, I felt, I feel bad, you know, in in retrospect. But in the moment, I was like, just go get khaki pants. Like, but she was freaking out because, if, and if there are any women listening to this, they'll know that like khaki pants for women is just like not a thing. Immediate hate comment. I know, I know. The they're shutting us down already. <laughs> um, but. Again, I, n- I never thought about it, and I never really had to. Um, and it wasn't until um, our orchestra director, who also works with the marching band, she she and my student teacher had like had a good relationship. And apparently, my student teacher went to her and was like, just panicked, like, "What do I do? What do I do?" She had tried to go find khaki pants, couldn't find khaki pants, and so all of this just kind of like bubbled up to the to the surface of like, "Hey, what if we just didn't wear khaki pants? Can we just make it like black pants?" And I had like a weird 
I like I pushed a little bit and because because our staff holes are black and I was just like black I'm like you look stupid like that's, we're just gonna look dumb um, but I quickly learned and I was quickly corrected that that's just khaki khaki and female attire just don't mix just doesn't it's just not it's not a thing it's yeah. not a thing and, and I am heavily reliant on khaki me too I know me too <laughs> in my everyday life I know in my like that's like every day like that's like khaki pants yeah. that's like what I wear to, to work every day so for, yeah. for for me to say like yeah just khaki pants yeah just wear khaki pants but you know so I've, I've been educated so we won't be wearing khaki pants for for <laughs> our staff uniform but this also means I have a great excuse to buy new staff polos because you can't wear black pants and a black polo yeah. you, just, you just look goofy yeah. so we'll have to that's too much new opportunity to yeah. fix that yeah, I'm trying to up our game on staff attire. I don't really care once we go to competitions. Mm-hmm. And I've had the full like gambit of like we show up in suits and ties and we show up wearing shorts and a t-shirt yeah. and a golf visor. Like I I all of all of the jobs that I have worked thus far has been that spectrum. Yeah. So honestly, I get to I don't care. Just, just show up. Yeah, <laughs> just be there. Just be there. Just attend. Please. Yeah, I, I don't really care. Like, I I can see if you're doing like BOA Grand Nats. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then we can suit up and and look a little bit more professional then. But for like, you know, the Schomburg Invitational. Like, yeah, the I local stuff. Yeah, I don't think we we need to be rolling up in like suits and attire. No, or like that. And well, it also sends a weird message too. Like, uh, if you go to some of the local any sort of local festival and you you look like you're trying a little too hard yeah right like that just doesn't send a good message of like sportsmanship or like legality and you know you know it's it's always awkward enough when and this is not to rag on those programs but like you know a bigger program that has like the semi truck and the trailer and Mm. they roll up to the local competition where you know another school just hopped off the bus with Mm. their stuff and went on the field like you feel a weird disparity in those moments sometimes, but um, if you if you can you can relax it out a little bit. You yeah, can, you can keep it a little more casual. A hundred percent. We're just and doing it, band. Yeah, we're just we're doing, just doing band. band. Yeah. yeah, it's not that not that serious. Yeah, but I would agree. Yeah, if you're if you're like if you're deep in the competitive circuit and you're headed to like a big BOA thing, like obviously you're going to want to look good. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the world you're going to step into. Like it would look a little bit strange to roll up in shorts and a t-shirt yeah. to, <laughs> to, yeah. and doing your on-field warm-up at BOA and just yeah, whatever. Yeah. You might want to dress up for that, Yeah, but sweatpants, sweatpants. Oh, so cozy, <laughs> especially at Indy. Man, it gets cold in there. It does. It gets a little icy down there. They, they especially like that time of year, like grand Nats, you're in like late October, mm-hmm. November. I guess chilly. Yeah. I need need my jammies. (laughs) You need my jammies. I need my jammies. But for... This will be fun for us this year because this is our first time taking the band to a competition. And so, like, I'm ready for it. I think I've already told you about, like, the... The baseball tee that we're going to... The whole... I'm going to have the whole staff. Yeah, you ordered the jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got them. I ordered one test one. It didn't work out very well. it didn't come out great, but I ordered a second one, and that one looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna have all the staff fill uh, fill out their orders, and we can get those in. That's always been my thing, though. Like that's where I grew up because that's like the the drum corps experience. 
um, is and like that's so ubiquitous like across mm-hmm. so many drum corps staffs of like you all have like the baseball tees and like the yeah. jerseys and like you know it either says like brass or visual or, mm-hmm. or something and and so much so much so that that's just like I that was my first thought when we were talking about the competition and just like brainstorming a little bit that was one of the first thoughts it's like oh we gotta get we're gonna have right. to get staff baseball tees like <laughs> like yeah we could just wear the regular staff polos i mean we yeah. could but i think especially since this is y'all's first competition like in a long long mm-hmm. time is yeah. this like ever no 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 they they did um back in the 90s i want to say the late 90s or right early 2000s it was it not recent history, but yeah. um, they did go, and but that was also when, um, in our area, in the Chicago land area, non-competitive festivals were a lot more common, um, and so so you could go, and other bands that were just Friday night light bands could could just go, and that yeah. was a fun thing. Those are basically non-existent at this point. There's maybe a couple around. Um, so this is it. It will basically feel like the first time, but it's not right historic yeah that, i mean especially for like for your kids yeah that being the first competition you gotta you gotta do something to make like make it like special right oh yeah like the, i'm sure they're like amped the whole day has got to be just like such positive energy and like yeah. high energy positive it's got to be the from the second they get on campus you know for that that pre performance rehearsal like the whole day is just going to be like right this is the best day ever yeah. and yeah, the whole staff like rolling up in in the jerseys, like that's gonna be awesome. Like the yeah. kids will get excited about that, be like, "Oh, the staff looks awesome!" And then like they'll get excited, and that's the that was the whole point. But yeah, also I'm just excited because you I, finally get to I like, get I get the baseball yeah. jersey. It says Trojan Marching Man across the, across the across the front. It's got staff on the back. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. It's yeah, I feel thing. that. I feel that. I know that your kids like are excited because there were a couple of them that volunteered for music bowl. So this is actually the competition. Those that don't know, this is the competition that North is going to. South hosts a uh, marching band competition in October, um, and the kids from North usually helped volunteer. Yeah, because you guys were normally like not we weren't competitive. Do, we weren't doing anything. Yeah, yeah. So the kids were available that day, um, and I even remember last year there were some kids like, man, I wish we could. Yeah, be playing and, and like doing this and like combined district. Yeah, <laughs> nice try. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get you one of those. Days. I know uh, you probably will. Um, <laughs> but no, I, there's a lot of kids that are really excited about it. You know, I just I talked to just my drum majors at the end of the school year about it too, and like giving them kind of a heads up of like, hey, these are some of the things that are gonna be a little bit different this year's stuff. We're gonna try. Yeah, you know, I, I want like I'm giving you this heads up not because I think it's going to be bad and I want you to prepare for it, but because mm. like change is change. Yeah. Like it's the paradox of change. Everyone demands change, but everyone hates change. Exactly. Right. So like getting them in the mindset of like, okay, there's going to be some new things and yep. like just straight up, you need to be the cheerleaders for it. Like you need to show that you're on board. And I'm not saying this to be like, like a dictator or anything, but because I genuinely believe this is, these are good things that I think everyone will enjoy and that will like, but if we want to give them the best chance of succeeding and making people want to do it again, you know, you've got to have that positive energy right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be fun. 
I'm definitely intrigued to see what just the response will be from our community and our families and the students, but I think overall it'll be a good one to do. And especially, like, I don't think there... This is, like, best-case scenario, too. Like, of a competition you could go to for the first time for a program, like, a competition that is hosted by the sister school just across town. Like, it couldn't be... That couldn't be a better place to do it because the community will be super supportive. Um, It's local, so families will actually be able to go and see it, um, which will hopefully get them on board for wanting to do it more in the future. Um, And your kids will know our kids. Our kids will know your kids. Like, it's... It's very familiar, so it'll be a good like baby step into yeah. the world. Because yeah. I definitely want to do this every year. Like this right. is just just flat out. I think this we should do this every year because I think mm-hmm. it just looks good in the community too. But um, you know, it'd be nice to do one more, especially closer to the end of the season. That feels like a you know a really big culminating mm-hmm. kind of performance. So this is a good one to yeah. test the waters. Yeah. Will you guys have the full show out by then, or will you do partial? We should. Um, there's no reason that we wouldn't. Um, we usually end band camp um, having all of pregame done. And for those of you that are hearing all of pregame, that's it. We actually do like Big Ten style pregame. Like we've yeah. got stuff. Like it's basically its own first movement of a show. So we always get that done. Um, and then we usually get halfway through um, song one. That's usually like within the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that extra week afterwards, we should easily finish song one in that second week and hopefully get started on song two. So, And our first home game isn't until September. That's right. So, like, we've got... We should have the whole show on the field by the end of August, I would imagine. But, yeah, definitely by the time October 7th rolls around, we'll have the whole thing done. Yeah. That's right, because you guys have the the later football schedule, so that makes sense. Now, do you guys you, you don't rehearse anything during class, right? It's all outside. Well, the only yes, with the caveat that um, the the resource period that's opposite their lunch period, we do music rehearsal. It's just like a quick music sectional with woodwinds, and then it flips, and then it's brass percussion. But you know, most of that is just making sure we've got the opposing team school song ready for the next game um, or memorizing um, one of the, like the dance team songs that we're going to play at halftime. Um, so that it's essentially, you know, for halftime stuff. Yeah. It's, it's all outside of school. Yeah. So we are essentially both South and North, like are essentially at least for right now, opposites in terms of the marching band. So right. yours is compulsory. So every kid that is in band is in the marching right. band. Yep. But you mostly do football games. You're slowly adding in the competitive aspect, whereas South, it's the opposite. So marching band is a volunteer thing, um, but we're pretty heavy on the competitive aspect. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to gain a little bit more confidence in that arena. Um I'm going to try to start using... Well, we already did, but that like resource period. So we also have a weird schedule, It's and, and that can be, that can that's, be a whole podcast. That's a, that's a different episode. <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be a day where we'll come on the mics and be like, oh my God, let's talk about We this need schedule. to talk about this because I'm mad about it. Yeah. Not today. Yeah, today is not that day. 
the listeners, they're, even if they've made it this far, they're just like, I have no idea what's... Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, we have what's, what's essentially like a resource period where it's opposite the kids' lunch and they're able to come in. I mostly used it for like marching band, pep band type things, mostly because whenever we had our outside rehearsals for the marching band, like I did not want to waste any time practicing the Star Spangled Banner no, yeah, or yeah. like whatever it is we're doing with the dancing. Like we have a competition this Saturday. Like I, I want to spend zero time on that whatsoever. Right. Um, so this, this coming year, I want to try to, yeah, use that a little bit more to my advantage. I, I'm thinking about moving some of our rehearsal schedule around because last year we were Monday, Wednesday, six to nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year I have it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, six to eight. I'm, I'm thinking about change, changing it around just cause that's so many nights. Yeah. Back to back, back to back to yeah, back it's hard. that we're at school very late. And especially for the kids, like I was thinking like it's the same amount of time. We're just spreading it out. But then we're also at school cause we have six football games. I know. Well, we'll be in there next year because yeah. we've got three this year. Yeah. And, and you had it last year of like, well, we had a bunch of football games and we had like three. Well, yeah, it's always nine total. Um, and it's either four or five. That's what it's always been. But yeah, this is the weird year where, and they always do it in in pairs. So this year you've got six home games, which is insane. So many. We only have three. Yeah. So we've got time. Yeah. It's going to feel weird. But next year, it'll be the opposite. Yeah. You'll have all the time because you'll only have three games, but we'll have, we'll have six and that's going to, that's going to hurt. Yeah. So I'm just thinking that, that that's a lot of nights. It is. To, and to be at school very late. So, and there's a lot of different ways to, to set up that schedule. And everyone does it. Everyone has to figure out what works in their community. Like, I, when I was in high school, and I went to high school in Iowa, where marching band was compulsory. You, just, you did it, but it was also pretty competitive. So, like, it, yeah. that was just, like, that's just what it was. Mm-hmm. Around here, it's definitely more flexible. Yeah. Um, and there's more wiggle room in that. But... We would rehearse in the mornings um, once a week. There was one day a week where we would rehearse in the morning. And then we would rehearse during class. And um, But that's just because it was we had one band class. It was like one class of like 100 kids. But everyone was there. So, you know, and we were on a, a block schedule. So, you know, we had an hour and a half. So we could go outside and rehearse for an hour and still have that transition time. So... Mm-hmm. That was able, you know, we were rehearsing every single day. We didn't do concert band in the fall. It was just marching band. Yeah. And once the season was done, then we, you know, concert band season started with, like, the holiday concert every year. Yeah. Which, a lot of programs do that. My first job at UHI, that's how that's how we did it. Um, I do like that we do concert band right away in the fall. I yeah. will say that. Um, I do understand that there are programs that can't make both of those happen. Yeah. Because of... Because then you have to start doing it after school. But yeah. there is something I remember my first year. I was so defeated <laughs> because we get to the end of the season and we had a great we had a great marching band season. Yeah. Um, we ended up winning the three A class at University of Illinois marching band competition, which was a huge boost for the kids because that that was like the first big thing they'd won in a while. And then to to follow up like that next week, mm. and we start doing concert band stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool, like. Yeah, sit down band. Now it's time, you yeah. know. And the first thing we're doing is like holiday portraits, and uh, it's just like it's not 
it's not bad, but it's not mm. the most rewarding. No. And I remember I, I called one of my professors like first week in December and I was just like, I was fried. I was just like done. I didn't, and I couldn't figure out why I was like, what's going on? Like I'm doing the thing. Like I shouldn't, I feel like I shouldn't be having these feelings. And she was like, well, tell me what you're doing in class right now. I'm like, Ugh. well, we're just doing holiday music. She's like, well, there you go. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. She's like, yeah, like give it some time. Like I guarantee you won't feel this way at the next concert when you're working on like more standard repertoire. Right. And she was right. Like the, the second that we got out of that concert cycle, we started working on stuff. It was, I felt much better, much more enriched. Um, but that was a long roundabout way to get back to your schedule can be totally different. Yeah. And so, cause we're trying to, ch- I would like to change ours eventually because mm. we only rehearse one night a week. Right. And that's insane. Yeah. I, every year I'm amazed that we can do what we do by the end of the season. Like how we did one rehearsal a week and we were able to do that. So it works, but it's not great because if there is any student that misses one week, like they're two weeks behind. Right. Right. And that's two weeks that you go without doing anything marching band related. And so it's really hard to like push them up into the next level. So some level of consistency is definitely important, but you also don't want to, you don't want to fry them like you were saying. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that kind of levels out for you. Cause that, that's like the next big hurdle mm. after we get through the competition thing and adding some new stuff there. The next step of like, we're going to try to change this rehearsal schedule. So it's yeah. not so high stakes. Cause like, you know, I could push and say, we have one rehearsal a week. You got to make it. Yeah. Like you just have to make it, but it just, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Like and people have too many conflicts. It just happens. Especially nowadays. And I'm interested to hear, but other people, I don't know. Are we going to have comments? Are there comments? Is Always. Okay. The comment Always. leavers will leave us so many comments. Oh, I'm sure we're going to get a ton. <laughs> um, but I'm interested to hear, like, for some people, like, what is your attendance policy? Like, how do you hold the kids accountable? Because, yeah, we've got kids that are like, I'm in three different activities, and I'm taking five AP classes, and I have a job, and I have this and this. Like, I have heard everything under the sun in terms of excuses for kids um and no matter what like i still try to hold them accountable yep. but it's i just you know well it's hard I, I too to do. we get stuck in the worst position all the time because we we're always expected to make it work mm-hmm. right we we never get to be the ones that get to throw the hard line yeah right like yes. because for in our world if we hardline a kid they'll probably just leave. Yeah. And like, that's not what we want. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it it always comes down to like, okay, well, how can we make it work? And there's a point of pride in that. I think, um, I think we do a pretty good job of it on, on the North side of town. And we, we get good feedback from parents that are like, you know, we do a good job working with them. We try to make it work, but man, it is, at what cost? Like eventually, eventually, at some point, you just got to say no. Yeah. So I I also agree. It'd be interesting to hear policies, but but I feel like it's just so it's so different. Like every community and school expectations, and like there's so many variables that go into how you can enforce that. Right. But it there's 
unless someone out there has the perfect program yeah. that's that the principal can go to every family and say you are expected right. to you be at every to, marching yeah, band you rehearsal have to be here. um you know i'd love to hear that but i'm, I'm sure, sure like there's, there's some people who they just have it like if it is a compulsory thing that it's part of the class like i'm imagining like probably some of those like you know down south bands where it's like compulsory like they attach a grade to it yeah um, technically we do that but you know it's one, it's hard to track. Like yeah. keeping attendance for like 160 kids yeah. uh, is hard. Even though I, you know, have I have, that's something the leaders do that I don't physically do. But like just to have that like archival of like, and then yeah. you get to the end of the season, you're like, okay, I have to put in the marching band attendance grade. In reality, it's not gonna, it's not gonna like totally ding their grade. Yeah, you know. But you can say it. You're like, this is an extra grade, so don't, don't. Don't do that. Well, but, kids now, like, you can even threaten that. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, yeah, all right. Lay it on me. What you got? Yeah. I mean, post-COVID, they're just like, all right. Yeah. C's get degrees. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I don't know. It does. It definitely, it's one of those, like, I would imagine it's, like, the carrot is definitely going to be more effective than the stick. Mm. And I would imagine that most people who would say that they have a good system, it's probably something related to that. But you need the stick sometimes too. So yeah. like, wonder what works. Yeah. I think it's just trying to find a balance and all of that. And, and I imagine it's probably also different if you have, you know, 40 kids. Right. And the marching man versus, you know, 140. Like I imagine that also plays a large part into it. You know? Yeah. Definitely, like that's such a that's such a double edged sword. Because yeah, if you if you got a smaller band, when someone leaves, you feel it, mm-hmm. and and this the kids know too, like they feel it. But yeah, if you you know our band is pretty big, and you know if one flute clarinet trumpet player is gone, like in their mind they're like, well, it doesn't really matter. There's so many other right. people. Like who cares if I'm not there? It's that's definitely I definitely struggled with that in my first year. They've they've come around to that more as they've gotten better at marching. They've mm-hmm. started to figure out that oh, I'm gone. Oh, and I see where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Like that they're starting to figure that out. Um Wait, wait do you, you ever, ever get this? this? But, but I know my part. part. Oh my god. Like that, that's, that's not the point. point. It's not the point. Well, that's not yeah, the you point. you might know your part, but everyone else around you yeah. also needs to know your part. Yeah. Like when you're gone, especially for learning drill, like you're gone, if there's any sort of weirdness in a pathway and like you're not there to physically be existing yeah. in that pathway. Yeah. You know, you've just made it 10 times harder for everybody. Right? Oh, and and oh, the the color guard member who has to do that pass through who's like, oh, I have all this space. I can't. Oh, this is great. And then you're back the next day and they're like, oh, God, there's a Why person winning. Walk to the head, <laughs> Mr. Smith. <sighs> like because you were gone yeah you clown um <laughs> total clown but the 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 buy-in thing is is that feels like the just the the ubiquitous yeah like thing that everyone is always chasing like the buy-in and it always feels like and i know it's not true um because i have a friend who works um with avon and she's awesome great clarinet player um and you know she's working with Avon, so I'm like, oh my god, you're yeah. living the dream. Yeah. And it's you know all those kids must show up like 15 minutes early in their opening set, ready to start. And she's like, no, she's like, no, man. Like they, 
I got kids, you know, kids are kids everywhere, you know? Like, yeah, they want to be there, but they still, like, they're still kids who will, like, make it as difficult as possible to be there. But, like, kids are kids everywhere, which is comforting, but also, like, there's a little part of me that's like, oh, well, they can't figure it out. (laughs) How are we supposed to figure it out? how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel that. What are uh, so? What are you like planning for your your leadership week? Like, what do you got going on there? Oh, I'll tell you. So, um, we used um, a book last year that I found. I think it's by Scott Lang called "Sound Leadership," um, which was pretty nice. Um, it was pretty well sequenced. It's got um, different units that ask, I think, pretty poignant questions um, that get the kids thinking about the right things um you know i I don't live in it but it's sequenced enough and structured enough that we can just kind of have that to come back to i used to um actually and the reason i the reason i've moved away from this is because it just the kids wouldn't do it but i used to assign them like an actual book Mm. about leadership to read um, and I liked that a lot more because it felt more engaging um, for me, like to teach them. Like I felt like it was easier to like get them involved in the content. But uh, half of them would show up and they just wouldn't have read the book, right? And so, like, you know, then that's just that's not really helpful. The ones that did read it, I definitely got a lot out of it. But mm. you know, for the the lazy ones that didn't read it. So I moved away from that last year and I think it was a good middle ground because it's, it's a workbook so they can write in it and it asks them questions and they do have to think about it. But we can also, I have them fill out like the first unit, which is just questions about themselves. I have them fill that out before they come to campus um, so that we can start with the second unit, which talks about the team so that we can have like group conversations and they can fill that out together um and kind of work through that but that's more of so that's kind of like the higher thinking like leadership training kind of stuff but we also just do a lot of bare bones like we're gonna run a practice sectional because you're gonna need to have to run a marching sectional with your section do you know how to do that and most and most of them don't you know how do you teach so it's essentially you know teaching them how to teach yeah same with music and stuff like that so we we do a little bit of role play in that regard um, and then the rest of the week is just band camp prep. And I have like a, a big document of things that we just need to get done and they come in and they help with that. So it makes getting everything ready a lot easier. Um, so it's half leadership training and half just, just work like making copies and stuffing folders with all the marching band music and, um, you know, making their section poster to hang up in the band room and, mm-hmm. um, a ton of other just just projects that need to get done um before the start of the school year yeah see we do I, i'm gonna essentially say nothing like i i i have meetings like i meet with my leadership team sometimes you know and and i've you know briefly gone over like here's how you teach here's what to listen for like if you hear a kid doing this do this and and a lot of the times i just say like just do what I would do. Yeah. Like do everything that you've heard me say in class and just do that. Like yeah. that is always a solid background um, that they can just kind of like pull from. And it's it sort of works with success. I'm always not a huge 
buy-in of like the you know the org chart of marching band like we've got this section leader and they're doing this and this i i always equate it to like the leadership team like you just need to make sure that everyone is accounted for both like with their music with their part with like making sure they have everything and also just like as a person yeah like check in with your new members like that that is essentially what i've told my leadership team now is like their job you know is like make sure that the new members feel welcomed and love marching band that's, right uh, that's essentially all i have told them to do and because even whenever we do like sectionals and stuff like that like a lot of the times the staff and i are like floating around anyway so i'm still gonna like be there to catch them if they don't really know what's going on there's there's rarely ever a time where they're just like truly on their own mm-hmm. teaching sectionals yep. or, or anything like that um i have the kids do pullouts so you know if there was a kid that say like missed like one or two days of band camp you know i'll take the section leader and be like hey take this kid put him on the other side of the field like you guys work on this while i'm doing that like that's really the extent yeah um but i'm interested to see like what would be the impact of doing some of that more in-depth leadership stuff um, I'm interested to hear what other people do. I know there's like the Smith Walbridge thing. Like I went through that. I was a Smith Walbridge robot. Much love, much love to Smith Walbridge. <laughs> yeah, no side. hate here. No hate, no hate. I was a Smith Walbridge person for two years. I got the drum major, first class, whatever it is. You know, like I, I went through the camps and I loved it. I I don't really know if I see the merits, but I I also heard that uh, the clinics have changed a lot since like I went. I don't know. I never I never went. We used to send our, our kids there, but um, they always came back way too excited about spinning a mace. Yes. And that was that was the one thing that I was yes. like, of everything you could have learned, why is that the thing you're coming back with? Like and so See, we spun mace at my high school. Really? We did. So my my high school, my first year. Uh, or my first two years, we tried to do like the competitive thing, but we had a band of 30 kids. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, of course we got decimated everywhere, even in the local yeah. shows. Yeah. Like we just, we just got decimated. Um, and so then we got a new director and he started going like full Friday night lights. Cause that's, it was a small rural community. Like the football team was the thing, right? Yeah. People, would have zero kids in the high school and they would still show up to the football game. I'm sure many, many people. It's a small town thing. Yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. It's just the thing to do on a Friday night. And so like our band then started to go more like big 10 style and all that stuff. And so my new director, he comes to me, like I'm the drum major and he's like, "Uh, I'm going to send you to this camp. And by the way, you're going to spend mace. I was like, what? (laughs) Wait, like, how I, old were you when he said this? I was like, I was a junior in high junior school. Junior year. Yeah, I was a junior in high school. And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to spend mace. I was like, I don't know what that even is. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm Googling on my mom's laptop, like, what is a mace? And no, not like the spray kind. Like, just <laughs> not the medieval. Yeah, not the medieval <laughs> flail or anything like that either. It's So I go to this camp and I remember, okay, so this is a fun uh, story about me. I, we bought like our school bought the cheapest mace they could find like literally went on to you know like fucking mccormick's or you know any number of these like 
you know, websites, bought a mace and got it for probably, I'm assuming, $20. It was so cheap. Oh, no. But I didn't know. And so, like, I'm spinning it and I go for, like, a toss. I'm, like, practicing and it falls and it busts and, like, the head just, like, explodes. Was there, was it actually weighted? Was I, did... No. No. <laughs> No, because we didn't know to do that. We're some country bumpkin from Nowheresville, Illinois. And all of a sudden, so I toss it and it just explodes everywhere. I literally had called my mom. I was crying. No. I was like, no. Mom, I hate this. Like, please, no. I don't want to do this. Baby I, Aaron, no. I broke it. Like, it was, I was so sad. And so, like, literally, my director, like, calls the clinic, you know, and they get me a new one. But we literally, like, kept... I remember we still kept the mace. My director, he was, like, on the phone with me. He, like, called. He's like, okay, so they're going to get you uh, a, a new mace and all that stuff like that. Like, we bought another one, but but keep the other one. We may be able to fix it. We literally, like, wrapped it in, like, duct tape and, like, put the, th- like, the top back on. And it was literally... You could, like... Sh- it was, like, Rafiki. You could shake it. <laughs> it was just, like, flopping back and forth no. everywhere. Yeah, it, it was not... It's not a good time. Is it still in the bander to this day? I think they finally threw it away. I think we kept it because then, like, the chain started falling off. Like, there was, like, the wraparound, like, mm-hmm. chain and stuff like that. And it was made out of, like, cheap, like, plastic and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So it eventually, like, broke off. Like, it was just... It was it was in the corner of the band room, just melting essentially <laughs> for the longest time. I think, like, after I graduated, they threw it away finally. That's amazing. Yeah. I wonder... I wonder if any of our listeners have mace spinners in in their programs, or if they were a mace spinner like you. Yeah, I mean, because I went and there was a decent like there was a the mace band like you go there specifically for mace. For, yeah, for mace, wow. and so there was probably like whenever I was doing it, like fifty, sixty people. Now a lot of those are also like college kids too, because they're like college drum majors and right. they got mace. Uh, but there was a decent amount of like high schoolers too. But it was it was a lot of the same story. Like small rural town, they mostly do the you know yeah. football games only. You know, it, it, so it was mostly that. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a, a decent number. I don't know if it's like grown or or shrunk over the years. I don't know. I just I know it was it was part of and it. And again, this I, the last time I sent the drum majors to Smith Walbridge was twenty nineteen. Yeah, summer of twenty nineteen. Um, but when my drum majors in twenty eighteen came back, I know that there was some kind of exposure to Maze. Maybe it was just like a performance that you know Barry had the the MI drum majors like mm. you know just like do do a thing. It yeah. might have been that, but they came back and they were adamant that they had to spin Maze. Uh, and they went as far, and cause it, so twenty eighteen was my first year there, right? So mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to just be outright no, right? Yeah. I, I did, it was the very first, you know, start of the fall. It was it was preseason, and we were just about ready to get started. And so they come back, and they're just like, "Can we do mace? Can we do mace?" And I was like, "I can't say yes to this, but I also can't say no." So I was like, "I'll give them a shot. Like maybe it'll be amazing." Like yeah. there was a thought that I had. I was like, "That'd be kind of dope." Like yeah. if you had like. If it was good, yeah, like that'd be kind of awesome, right? I knew it wasn't going to be good. <laughs> I knew it wasn't, um, and so I was like, okay, if you can put together a routine, send it to me. If it's good, we'll do it. Yeah, like that was my that was my compromise. 
but they didn't have their own maces. And they were like, well, will you buy us maces? I'm like, no. Like, what? If Unless we're doing it, I'm not buying it. So yeah. they made their own. Oh, they made them. Oh, Ready? no. Ready? Go ahead. <laughs> you know those uh, the little bobbles in, like, the the tank of a toilet? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they all bought some of those. They went to, like, I don't know, the Ace Hardware store yeah. or something. Okay. And they bought those. They filled them with rocks. <laughs> Just rocks that they found. So creative. And they duct taped it to the top of a broomstick. Love and it. that's what they practiced with. Love it. Oh, I think I still have videos. Oh, that's amazing. I should. I would love. I'm going to go back video. and find those. I guarantee you. I think they're still in my in my email. Yeah. In the Google verse somewhere. I'm pretty sure I still have them. I should totally. I should find those and show you too. I would love the to videos see that. and I t- and you know I expected them to put, you know, their best foot forward. Right. Just like okay, like if you want to do this, you got to do yeah. it. They didn't, and I think oh, I think it's because no. I think probably about halfway through this process, they were like, oh, "This is a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is actually pretty hard. Like, I'm gonna have to put in a lot of work to make this happen." Yeah. Which was the whole message, anyway. It's like our drum majors, our drum majors do a lot, and like any drum major has to do a lot. Like to add on top of their conducting responsibilities, to add this extra performance responsibility. Like, when are you gonna do that? When are you gonna practice that? Right. It's not gonna be during band rehearsal. Like, yeah. you need to be up conducting. So. Yeah. I think they quickly realized and, and gave up, but the videos they submitted were not, were not good. I'm just picturing them like picking up rocks and stuff like that. <laughs> and just like there. shoving them in the thing. And then that's when they have the realization like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. This isn't as fun as as Smith Walbridge made it seem to be. I know. And that's the thing. And you're totally right that it's only cool if you're super good at it. Right. Seeing some people. And like, I even remember like I would, you know, do the thing of like, I would record myself and like watch myself to like, see what I, I was doing wrong. I'm like practicing. Like I'm, I'm sitting here like in my backyard, like filming this. And I'm like, I look ridiculous. Right <laughs> oh no. Like, thank God I live in the middle of nowhere and there was no one around watching. Like, I'm sure there would be like the occasional car, but I would be like way in the backyard. So like still not going to see, but like, I look ridiculous right now because I look bad. Like I'm not good at this. No. Like if I had started, you know, when I was like super young doing it, I'm sure then, yeah, it would, it would be great to do, but did, did not have much success. I remember one time though, it was at homecoming. I was like, Oh, I'm going to like put the old razzle dazzle. Oh, here we go on the salute. Cause we would do like a little, like march out to the cadence and like, I would do the salute and then we would do like our show and all that stuff like that. So I was like, it's homecoming. Like we'll put some razzle dazzle on it. So I go for the toss, I land it, and I, I, I grab it, and then I throw it in the ground, and then salute. I think there's, like, some college that I stole that from. Nice. Like, they stick it. Yeah, and sounds awesome. Salute. Sounds awesome, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I felt, like, a million bucks, and literally the football coach, like, come, Coach Killiglass. I don't know if he's still around or not. Uh, but he comes up to me, and he grabs me, and he's like, don't you do that again. No. Because <laughs> you, put, you put a hole in my field, boy. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, no. We did. I, like, stuck it in the ground. And so we didn't have turf. So it was a grass field. So they were very protective over that grass. And so, like, me, like, sticking it into the ground. And then, like, I felt and probably looked super cool. Uh, coach was coach was not happy about it. I'm not surprised. Not okay. surprised. Can I also say this? My director, on top of giving me the mace, he's like, "Oh, we're going to change the drum major uniform." I'm like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "We're going to give you a cape, and you're going to get a Busby hat." 
I don't know if I'm saying that right, but you know, like the big, like furry, yeah. like those looked ridiculous. I looked so silly. I'm stunned right now. I can't. I, I'm just. You should be. I, I can't. I, I literally like, and because I remember this in high school, they were like, because my friends, they were like telling me they're like, dude, I'm not gonna lie, you kind of look like a tampon. I was no! like, no. I, I was like, oh no, I hate this. Thing. Wait, was it like? Was it a black hat or was it a white hat? It was white. No. It was like pure white. So oh, our school colors. Yeah. Our school colors were red, white, and blue. So let me, let me describe this god-awful band uniform to you. So it was white shoes, all white shoes, okay. which on a grass field is ridiculous. <laughs> yep. So that we would literally like cake on that like fake polish or whatever, yeah. like just to like try to keep them somewhat white, but mm-hmm. never worked. Mm-hmm. Um bright like neon blue pants oh yeah you were the space pants band before space pants band was cool correct nice. correct and then like blue uh like the blue top but it's like literally the old timey you know how there was like the lines across like the chest like yeah. the old timey looking banding form mm-hmm. so we had that but it was blue and then like the lines across were uh white um so it was like just like super bright yeah the cape, white, and it said Patriots down the back, like down the middle, like vertically said mm-hmm. Patriots. Uh, and then, and it was a full-length cape, by the way. No. Yeah. Like full, full-on, like Prince, like big old, biggie big cape. No capes. Yeah. No, no capes. capes. No, no capes, capes, friends. No capes. That's going to – I know that there's going to be – a future episode where i'm gonna i'm gonna come in hot and heavy about uniforms because we because we get new uniforms in 26 so we've got a couple of years and i need to like start the process of like yeah. the bid and stuff which means we have to start getting designs and i have to find a way to get rid of our capes yeah and i know i'm gonna get heated when someone's like you can't get rid of our yeah, capes. you just gotta rip rip the band-aid that's a, that's a and i've got a good story about that from from, yeah. from you high because i had a similar situation there yeah but you tell so, so where's the red? Where's the red in the uniform? So the red was actually the inside of the cape. So it was red inside. So you like I like on my silhouette, you see like the red on the inside of the cape, uh-huh. and then on the back was like white, and then blue the Patriots, Patriots yeah. down the, down the middle, and then a white Busby hat that just like I, I again I don't I'm afraid I'm saying this wrong, but Bus but like the big like fuzzball I think is like. FSU maybe has them. Like you see it a, a little yeah. bit more in the south. Like. Yeah, the yeah a lot of the HBCUs still like hold on to that tradition. Yeah. Um, well, and then uh, well, no, a lot of the Big Ten groups still do it too. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah Most yeah, of the yeah. Big Ten does. Yeah, it. Yeah, like Michigan, Illinois Iowa does, does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio State does it. Yeah. Yeah. So then have that, and then the mace. Wow. For a thirty-piece band, by the way. I'm sure you looked great. I tell me there's a picture. Oh, there's got to sure be a picture I'm sure of your there is. The uniform. Oh, my mom would call Mama Kennedy. She would love that. She would be like, I, I will show the world this. I'm I want, so proud. I want them. We have to like, we have to like create a space now to like put up all of our all of our stuff. Yeah, you got to show that video. Well, I got. I'll uh, well, I'll start the Instagram page. We'll yeah. get a we'll get a We Teach Band Instagram, yeah. Instagram thing. I'll probably make a, a YouTube channel too because we can we can make these live. Like yeah. you just put the audio recordings yeah. up on YouTube, you just live up there. and then you can just put little pictures in, yeah. stuff like that. Well, we're at we're like kind of at the end here. I've been keeping time, oh, so nice. smart. Every episode can be about an hour long. Yeah, we can do another if we want. 
Yeah, I'm tough for another. We Let's do it. it. We can make another. But we're at the end. Um, now, I did think about an outro. Okay. Because um, I do think it's important to have some kind of structure. Yeah. Um, so the end of our episodes, I think, will be, I think, the easiest option. And I think the thing that makes the most sense that we can kind of talk about is just an open question for our for our comment leavers for or maybe it's a question that someone gave us and we were like oh wow i haven't like that's a challenging question yeah but um you know and then when we've got other people here you know we can like round table it and be like all right here's the question how would you answer it and you know maybe we'll get four different answers or maybe we'll just maybe everyone will be like yep that's that's the one right answer but i feel i feel like that at least gives us the opportunity to answer questions maybe that we wouldn't normally talk about just in our day-to-day so i'm gonna i'm gonna be boring and basic with the first one though okay just a a, a softball question yeah tee it up um because in my experience most um most band directors that are listening to podcasts these days are similar in our age range so they're probably younger when did you or was there a moment that you finally like things kind of clicked and you were like, I got it. I know how to do it. Or, or, or was there some, was there something that happened that like gave you that moment that was like, okay. Cause like we all know those first, those first few years are just like, it's right. drinking from a water hose oh, or, yeah. or a fire hose. I should yeah. say like, it's just, it's so much, but eventually right. we get to a point where you're like, I got it. What was that? What was that moment for you? I don't know. I don't, I still feel like I don't, that's fair got it. it's one of those things that i i at least can see the moves a little bit farther in advance now mm-hmm. you know i can at least see the train that's that's gonna come and like that's, that's gonna <laughs> it's just barreling at you but you're like i see it i at least know now <laughs> I'm like oh it. i can probably step out of the way a lot of the times i don't um i i don't know i i think probably everything in terms of the classroom yeah. I would say I, I got pretty early. It would probably be like my second year of teaching. Mm-hmm. And that's thanks a lot in part to all of the mentors and people I worked with, you know, both in student teaching and in my first job. So I, I would probably say my second year in terms of like teaching wise, I felt pretty confident with. Um, it's been a journey, like even like getting up to this point is like my second job. That's where I learned a lot of like the admin, like how to do all the yeah. administrative stuff for bands. Um, so I feel like, and then my first year here at Downers, it was just like everything's on fire. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. What do I do? Um, so I, I think hopefully this year, this will be the year where I truly feel like, okay, I, yeah, I, I've got it. Yeah, that tracks. That, that's mine. Um, mine was year five for me, just like overall. Um, cause you know, and what's interesting when I've thought back about this is that my first year, in some ways, I feel like I was a better director my first year than I do now. And I think it's just, just pure ignorance. Like I just like, I was a little bullheaded. I was pretty confident. I was like, I'm ready for this. I'm ready to do it. And so I would just go and I would just do things. Um, I don't approach things in the same way now, which most of the time is good, Mm. but there are some moments where you just, you just got to do it. And like, if you overthink it, sometimes it you make it more difficult for yourself in the long run. But year five, and it was it was right after the COVID year, um, and that was also my fourth year at North. So that was like 
the freshmen that I had started were seniors. And it was at that point, the classroom stuff was much easier. Like expectations, you know, all the bands understood what my expectations are. They knew what they were going to be before they happened. And all of the upperclassmen could now impart that to the lower classmen too, because they could say like, Hey, this is, this is what it is. Like, this is what you're going to expect. And so I remember that fourth year, even though it was difficult in so many other ways, I remember not feeling as worried about the classroom. Like just, I know I could go in and I could do it and it would be, it would all work. It would, and I wouldn't have to worry about it. Um, the admin stuff, I still feel like I'm still, still working through that. It's hard. And I feel like I've done a good job of doing a lot of organizing and like, I've got my things and my systems and all the things that like help me keep and keep it all in track, but it's a lot. Yeah. So like, I still, I still feel like I'm like second guessing myself every now and then with like, like, do I have, I really remembered everything. Right. I, I have my little checklist and I went through and I checked it all, but did I actually like, so I'm also hopeful that this year will feel better, but that's a hard one. The admin stuff is hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Because there's so there's so many things that are part of our job that aren't banned. Yeah. So much. More, easily. Majority. To anyone listening that's like in college music ed right now, ask as many questions about like fundraising, about... Inventory. You know, inventory, yes. Data like, management. Yes. All of this stuff that they're probably not and that's no fault of their own. Like they they just have to get you through a four year program where you have to like be a competent teacher and mm-hmm. you'll learn the admin stuff along the way. But ask as many questions yeah. as possible. I, I I'm still learning stuff. I wish the one the one skill set that I would that I'm hoping to get better at um, that's like my personal goal in the next couple of years is Excel. Yeah. Data management, like mm-hmm. just being good. Like if you, if your band turns in a bunch of things and most of it's digital now, so it's yeah. easy to track, but you need to cross reference a big list with another big list. There's a way to do that in two seconds flat. Mm-hmm. That isn't manually looking at each list and be like yep. this, 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 like, you know, how many of us like alphabetize both lists and then just compare and see which there's a way that you can make Excel do that literally in two seconds. Mm. And you compound that, that time save over an entire school year, save so much work for yourself. Yeah. So I, I if, if I had to say one thing can make you incredibly, make your job incredibly easier. Not necessarily, it won't make you better at your job, but it'll make your job so much easier. Excel, if you can figure out, if you can get pretty good. And, and you know, it translates to Google, Google Sheets mostly. It's not as powerful on Google Sheets, but like if, you're, if your Excel skills are good, like actually good, like you're using formulas and you're using pivot tables and you're using, uh, and you're having it like read different data and work with different data across different uh pages and stuff like that like you will save yourself so much time yep word cool all right i think that's a good place to stop for now i think so too this was uh aaron kennedy on the mic was justin smith and we teach band we indeed teach band have a good one we'll see you